Jingle bells, jingle bells. Welcome to the Wild Seven Podcast, our special Christmas episode. And I'm going to give you, the listener, and the world a special, amazing gift. My dear friend, a person who I look to in times of confusion, a person who I look to in times of scariness in the news and this and that. I look to this man for guidance. He is my best friend. I'm. It's very safe to say that. Welcome, Dr. Mo Rafi. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, ha- Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you as well. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I'm happy to have you. Now, listener friend, just to provide a little bit of context on Dr. Mo Rafi and how I know him. We met in high school. Mm-hmm. Correct? That's right. Yeah. High school. In Ms. DeBoer's uh, computer science class. And uh, it was senior year of high school. That's how we met. And the reason why I wanted to have Mo on, in particular on the Christmas episode, is because... Again, I'm not joking. This is the, the gift from Wild 7 to the world of Dr. Mo Rafi, even though he is fully capable of giving himself himself. <laughs> I am, it, it, you have to understand something. We often speak on the phone. And times are sometimes crazy. Times are sometimes good. But our conversations always comfort me. Yeah. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to steal Joe Rogan's format, and we're just going to have a little conversation. <laughs> right, pal? That's okay, right. So, Mo, I just want to ask you something. This is how I was going to lead it. Mm-hmm. You're a educator. You're in education. That's right. You're a teacher, professor. That's right. Yeah. I. I mean, I. I like to say that I teach. I do teach at the university level, but that's sort of my. Um, that's my goal in life. If I. If I can say, is to educate. To yeah. be an educator for the people. Yeah. At one point, you even told me, you had come to the realization that you were, you decided that you were going to dedicate yourself to education, and that was your thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, at some point in life, I guess you you you, you come to the conclusion that um, you you got to contribute in some meaningful way, right? right? And yeah, you know, I, I don't mean to generalize this, but for me, there came a point where I had to sort of um, hone in on something that you want to do seriously, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And for me, that uh, for various reasons was always education, but um, it took a while for me to sort of focus on in on that and find a way to do it, Right. you know? And yeah. um, so that's that. What's the general age through the years, I would say average of your students? Well, students, well, since I teach at university, usually I would teach uh, freshmen um, that are like 18, 19, but also like, um, you know, sophomores and um, a little bit older students, but I've taught actually uh, the, the whole range because I even taught before um, at a middle school, at a high school, briefly, you know, mostly right. it's been at a university, but just, you know, young students. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you have something that happens in the news that's pretty crazy or something, do your students ever look to you and say, hey, Dr. Mo, what's it all about? What <laughs> is this thing? Yeah, yeah, no, that's that is that is um, in some classes that are relevant. You know, if you teach philosophy or sort of general humanities classes, mm-hmm. um, sort of introducing students to the humanities. What is it? The humanities. You know, like yeah. what does that mean? It involves humans. So humans have a lot of questions. May I ask a question? Of course. Just that question. What is the humanities? Like, what what is that? Because I, I remember like going to parties with you and stuff, and a lot of people in the humanities department. Uh-huh. And it was always sort of, and I'm not dissing it. I'm like, I just didn't know what it was. It mm-hmm. seemed like to do with literature or what? What is it? Yeah, no, I think that's a great and fair question because a lot of people ask themselves this, and even people within the humanities are not sure what they are. But generally speaking, um, it deals with questions that humans have. That's the way I like to pose it. Right. Uh, 
um, about themselves and their environment, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, it encompasses literature, philosophy, um, uh, sort of general area studies, so what we call German studies, French studies, Italian studies, right. these kinds of things. But I, I like to see it more as um, asking questions about humans, right. and, you know, the way they live. And if I may ask this, a lot of people like older folks and we're, we're getting there kind of I mean you know like we're in our 30s and stuff and we're oh boy yeah you know it's happening <laughs> uh, but they really they tend to look down on the young kids like they say oh they're complainers or oh they're this what is your take on the young people and you've certainly seen them evolve throughout the years because you've been doing this for some time mm, yeah no, I know what you mean I mean look older people will always um, have something to criticize about younger people that seems to be consistent uh, throughout generations yeah you know but if if question is what's my take on the younger generation now you know i think they they have a lot of struggles like other younger generations had you know in some ways they have uh, advantages that other generations didn't have but Mm -hmm. it's i'm i think being born into this digital area era uh, time it's difficult to navigate through it you know it's not it's not um, for us who, uh, including you, uh, you know, who grew up in a world that wasn't dominated by the internet first, mm-hmm. and then gradually it became to be dominated. So we've seen the other side. You know, I don't know. It's it's um, it's interesting because I don't think we're far removed from it. You know, we use you know we, your day is all also. Um, yeah. uh, it revolves around the internet and mm-hmm. what it can do for you. Right? Yeah. It's become the center of the universe in right. a sense, you know. But to us, it's still kind of novel. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think so. To me, still, you know, the fact that I spend most of my time behind the screen, you know, like, well, you teach an hour or two, what, seven, eight hours you're on the computer doing God knows what. <laughs> um, so I think that's, that's yeah, a big thing yeah. to consider. Yeah. Um, has there been any... Do you always kind of, I, I don't mean to go back to this news thing, but it's just we're living in a day and age where there's a lot of crazy shit happening, right? Uh-huh. And I feel like young people look to certain adults that they respect as like, okay, he, they know. They know what's up and, and they, they, they kind of got my back and stuff like that. Have, have, do you, I mean, or is it even an issue when you see something crazy happening, like say like a mass shooting that's particularly heinous or something, do you think of something to say the next day in class? I mean, look, uh, naturally students are curious when something happens. They don't ask like, um, I mean, yeah, when there's a big thing happening, sometimes they do ask like, oh, what do you, what do you think about this? Or what's right. your take on this? I'm usually hesitant because my job as an educator or my role is not to tell people what to think and whenever you open your mouth you're making an argument whether you know it or not yeah, yeah. you know what i'm saying so i try to make students understand how the world that we live in mm-hmm. to give them as much sort of pointed information you know okay what am i talking about let's be more specific i talk to them a lot about reliable and unreliable sources right Mm -hmm. how can you in in a world that that has so many sources out there from blogs to newspapers and you know some are very serious and some we dismiss easily like how do you navigate through that so my my role i feel like when these big things happen in the news too is to sort of uh, give them context right. as to like, okay, this is happening. What what what's the background? When has this happened before? How have governments dealt with this before? You mm-hmm. know, give sort of that's because if you sort of get into some uh, emotional or, or or give them an opinion that's very easily 
to be classified as leftist or like liberal Democrats versus right. oh a Republican conservative stance mm -hmm. you know it isolates the other half of the students at least or a lot of other ones where they think oh you're just doing what cnn is doing essentially you know i mean right. sort of being very partisan or whatnot that's the world we live in it's very divided here in america yeah. so i'm trying to get outside of that and give them context so they have an understanding of the system that they live in what they do with that that is a different question but i'm, I'm not there to ideologically train my students to become liberal or conservative i'm there to make them understand the world that they live in and then they make their own choices right that's right. it you know and do you find that they're pretty literate with the media like or are they sort of coming in like I think this, this, and this, and I don't know why I think that because something told me to think that, and they're just sort of programmed, and then you have to deprogram them. I, I, I mean, okay, so I've, I've taught at large universities, state public universities here in California, right. right? So you get a special set of students. I have to say I've been very blessed with very intelligent students who are very alert and um, to their surroundings, they're media savvy because they were born into mm -hmm. this. You know, they know how to use the internet. But just like uh, many other people, uh, uh, they struggle between verifying what sort of um, what news to believe, what narrative to believe. Mm -hmm. You know, there's very sophisticated narratives on both sides right. of the aisle. Right? If you're liberal, if you're if you're um, a Democrat in this country, you have a lot to consume information that makes you feel like, yes, you're part of a movement, you're part of something in this country, right? Mm -hmm. As a conservative, the same thing. You, 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 you have a lot of a narrative and information that will feed your echo chamber, yeah. as they yeah, say yeah, things, yeah. right? And we all know about Facebook um, uh, having certain algorithms that make, make sure that you, mm, you're with your friends or you're, you're in people that are in agreement with you. Right, right. You're preaching so to the choir. You're preaching to the choir. Yeah, yes. interesting. So, so okay. By the way, I just wanted to bring up a story that popped into my head. Maybe if you wanted to recount it later or something. Okay. Please don't ask me personal questions, ma'am. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we went Question. to Vegas once and we uh, had a fun time and, and Mo went gambling and I just stayed at an apartment. But if you wanted to mm. at some point. Yeah, surely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a good memory, actually, because I... I remember that trip fondly with you. I like these little Las Vegas trips. <laughs> Going to Las Vegas from Los Angeles always feels like a little road yeah. trip a la, what's that Johnny Depp movie? Um, Hangover? No, no, oh, no. Oh, Fear and Loathing in Las Fear Vegas. Fear and Loathing, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 always yeah, makes yeah, yeah. But you know, we've only did, wait, no, wait. We did the Vegas trip twice. Once we were, when we were really young men. Oh, yeah, really yeah, yeah. We were like 18 With our old something. homie. Yeah. And, uh, and then once just us, we stayed at my old aunt's. Uh, Shout out. I am Shafari. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am Shafari. Hey, how's it going? Our old Long homie. time no see. Mm. I heard the other guy is starting the Andre Zulowski uh, streaming service. <sighs> but anyway, um, <laughs> uh, so w how are you today? Like, just you personally. Like, how you doing? Like, are you managing this world? Is the world wearing you down like it's wearing other people down? Or are you just sort of being strong for the kids? Mm -hmm. um, wow, that's a good but loaded question. Um, I mean... Uh, you know, when you have something like, you know, hey, I, I don't have a better word than a mission to call it a mission. Right. You know, or a purpose, which is for me education, which is to help people navigate through this world. You mm -hmm, know, mm -hmm. I've always been better at helping others than helping myself, though. Right. You know, I think that maybe that resonates with a lot of listeners or people in general. Yeah. I don't know. But, um, yeah, what drives me? Sure. I'm also um, dismayed and um, 
quite frankly disgusted <laughs> by this world many yeah, times yeah. and it, it gets to me you know right. it gets to you you when you have a understanding of the world because not because I'm smarter than anybody else but because I've had the the, the privilege to, um, many times but also the, the benefit of uh, studying it you know right right you went to school for a long time and you need to go to school to learn these things uh, but uh, you know informing myself and being um, engaged with the community right you know that sort of teaches you a lot well let me ask you okay for instance and this may sound totally trivial and we'll give the listener some context of, as to what we're talking about mm. but say hampton brandon hampton videos <laughs> yes. or like fuzzy tube who okay, so are youtubers youtubers some of them have nervous breakdowns or something and it's entertaining but it's sad and it's all that uh -huh. stuff where does that fall on your disgust meter like are you feeling for them uh -huh. or are you Please explain. Because you mm, set me down no. this rabbit hole, yo. Okay, <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, just to give context, I guess these are YouTubers and, um, you know, the more popular ones are like Fuzi and, and um, Vitali. Vitali yeah, you showed me Vitali videos. You know, those guys. Yeah, I, I you know, it's um, I fell into that kind of world when, you know, I was discovering YouTube and looking at stuff and these streamers fascinate me i do have to admit <laughs> i mean sure it's and what is a streamer because i barely knew what this was before you showed me all this well, there's a lot of streamers who just um stream their life their everyday life like on their phone on their phone or something and they just go out and do crazy stuff in order to have content <laughs> in order to get views and whatnot yeah and I, it, yeah it seems uh, rather uh, uh, you know like a foolish thing to do to just like go go walk around but um some of these characters do interesting things and there's something about the carelessness of um of it that uh, i guess draws me to it is it yeah. is it mindless entertainment sure but hey how i can justify it is as following when i watch tv reality tv or other sort of scripted um scripted television or entertainment it 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 um it has its own appeal but i'm i'm more into sort of the real reality tv and right. when some when, when when some schmuck takes a phone and goes <laughs> to hollywood boulevard and and uh fucks around with people it um it can be more entertaining sometimes than some scripted show that it has a happy ending because hollywood right. can be boring yeah but i would also argue that there's a lot of substance to seeing someone kind of flip out and lose their shit like FuzzyTube Sure, did, you know? sure. I mean, FuzzyTube is a special case because he had sort of a full mental breakdown from everything that appears to be happening. That, that, I mean, yeah, train wrecks are fun to watch. Yeah. You know, I, I, didn't, I, I did get a little uncomfortable watching him at the end because it's like, wow, like, you know, what's going on? But, hey, man, that's the world, you know? Yeah, you, yeah, you gotta yeah. be exposed. You know, sometimes seeing somebody have a full-on mental breakdown um, can help others in some ways, too, that, like, wow, I'm not the only person. And, you know, right. in some ways, I don't know. Well, okay, that's what I always admired about you because you were never pretentious about anything, but in particular, your media consumption. You never put on airs of like, oh, I like these art films. No, you're like, no, I want to watch these YouTubers scream at each other and, <laughs> and, 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 you know, have nervous breakdowns and stuff. But do you think they are symptomatic of something? And if so, what? Like, I mean, yeah, the, the, the times that we live in, you know, that you can just take a camera, put it in front of your face and or a microphone for that matter and just sort of um, create content. And right. There'll be somebody, some groups of people who will be interested in that. Yeah. So that it's yeah, it's symptomatic of the world that we live in. Um, it says a lot about how we communicate and how we create community. You know, right, right, right. back in the days, I don't know, I was their age. I would, you know, be out all the time and meet up with friends and you know, I don't know, do stuff. Right. These days, 
a lot of these kids or that people who are that age in the mid twenties, they you know they 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 stream, they they do stuff um, via the internet and like that have a big large community that yeah. sees them, but still it changes the way we are communicating and dealing and handling with each other. Yeah, it becomes, yeah. I don't know. From my observation, it's um, the way these streamers communicate with the public is either through like sort of pranks, trying to fool them, troll right. them, or in sort of extreme ways. There's no normal communication <laughs> for you know what I mean? It's right, just, right. It is very extreme and it's, it's meant to get reactions. Yeah, obviously, if you just go and say, hey, how you doing? And nobody's going to listen. Yeah, but yeah, if you yeah. go and fuck around with somebody, people right. laugh. And, or yeah. like I noticed one popular thing was a gold digger video where like a girl would, a homeless guy goes <laughs> up to a girl and he's like, hey, can I have a date? And she's yeah. like, oh, no, thanks. Because it's a freaking <laughs> homeless guy. And then, yeah. He comes out with a Ferrari, and he's just like, "Oh, you're a gold digger." I mean, yeah, like, there's so like dumb, ad nauseum. There's so many versions yeah. out there on this, and a lot of them are fake too. One has to say, yeah. and that's you know, yeah, yeah. But see, I, I think part of the reason why we've always been friends, especially in our adult lives, is we. I don't think we judge that. St- I mean, I did just say it's dumb, but it, we don't judge it really. I don't think it's good or bad. It's just interesting. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I know that there's something appealing about it. Look, I mean, you know, you it's you, you can study high literature and philosophy and whatnot think on that level about the world that we live in governments how they function and all, all these like big questions of life yeah and, yeah but that doesn't mean you can't take a microcosm of humans and look at them and try to understand <laughs> them or learn something from them you know right, right. I, that's the way i see it like i don't know when the last time you saw like maybe an episode of shaws of sunset but that's just as like I don't know. It's kind of the same thing to me. Like it's it's. I, I don't hate it. I am Persian. We should, I guess. I mean, yeah, as entertainment. Sure. Okay. So, Shahs of Sunset <laughs> is 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 a complicated case a little bit because, like, okay, uh, there's one ver- one one narrative that I think we agree on, which is yeah, it's entertainment. It's like you know, it's we we live in a country that has some you know some sort of freedom of speech. So, it's freedom of expression. We you know, it's interesting to watch. Yeah. And, you know, we, we have Iranian background, so yeah. this is a show about Iranians or Persians, Shahs of Sunset. Um, <laughs> so that's one version. Or the other version says that, like, sort of it 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 um, feeds off these negative stereotypes that the West or Americans have of Iranians, uh-huh. and therefore having a show that does this and is popularized and is you know super popular and uh, a lot of people reference it, it just feeds the narrative that oh Iranians are just these like white BMW driving right, um, right. Um, sort of extreme characters they're either super flamboyant like that Reza guy or they're, they're yes. like you know like <laughs> awesome all these people like, they're, they're all characters you know yeah. and, and we all know that these shows are partially scripted you know so it's yeah. like so that's the more troublesome narrative that would I say these shows shouldn't be on there because they perpetuate these negative stereotypes no I'm, I would lean more towards the side of freedom of expression because you know it, it 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 is what it is but yeah, i think yeah. it's a debate worth having yeah yeah it is it is worth having but i remember i won't ma- name the guy's name because i do kind of respect him but like somebody let get put out a video mm-hmm. before the show came out before the show even came out mm-hmm. sort of saying it's not good yeah and on those grounds probably yeah, right, like, right on know, those right. grounds yeah. but my point of view is i mean i don't know i mean white people look just as dumb on tv why can't we just look as dumb you know what i mean Mm. like it's all entertainment to me i don't really draw too many divisions or anything i mean (laughs) i I get what you mean and you know i I understand that i understand for it i guess just to um 
sort of uh, so, so why is it different than for example white people being made fun of right, that right. one would one could ask this question and it's like all right um, uh, these uh, white people have a whole array of ways that they are represented by the media exactly right? yeah so as, as in a clownish way in a very normal way and in millions ways uh, manifold ways uh, white people have descriptions and ways they're represented and and uh, Oriental people or, or Iranians, Persians in that case, the argument would be that, you know, the majority of ways that Iranians are portrayed by Hollywood and uh, sort of the mainstream media is more as uh, within stereotypes of, you know, as we said, white BMWs, yeah, those yeah. are positive stereotypes, but also, you know, being all, you know, having beards and being terrorists. And that's, that's, that's truth. There's, yeah. there's truth in that. We can't just disregard this kind of way that... Um, uh, uh, Persians are or Iranians are represented, mm -hmm. so that's the narrative that uh, uh, points towards this. Uh, these shows uh, being troublesome, but again, I would say it's a debate worth having. Yeah. I, if pushed, if pressed, I would side with the um, sort of uh, the freedom of expression is more important than um, you know sort of limiting uh, ways that Iranians can be portrayed. Or I, agree. Whatnot. I, I agree. I agree. This. You know, used to be a cinema podcast before it became the Wild 7 podcast after we made Debbie and it was a game changer. By the way, Debbie and the Devil, uh, request at your local film festival. It's a great film. Uh, we made it here at Wild 7. Uh, I wanted to ask you about a film that I have not seen, but I was hoping you could maybe tell me a little bit about it. And it, I think it's been some time since you saw it, but For mm -hmm. Ellie by Asghar Farhadi. I think you had a oh, DVD. For Ellie, yeah, yeah. For Ellie by Asghar Farhadi. I do remember it because... Um, I mean, you know, I've, I've watched a good amount of movies, too, and yeah. a lot of them I don't remember, but, <laughs> you know, for, for other reasons, I guess. Um, but uh, some movies stick with you because of how they make you feel, yeah. right? Same with people, isn't yeah. it? Like, you know, some people you remember because of the way they made you feel in certain moments. Same with that movie. So about Ellie is about... Uh, yeah, it's like it's about Ellie yeah. who, who, you know, I don't, I, I don't, have, I don't want to give oh, it away. Oh, if you don't want to spoil it, but, but I, I just thought my listeners may be interested need a, need a good recommendation and that's pretty out there in terms of you know i'd say so i farhadi directed a separation and a, yeah the i believe salesman. he won an oscar you know um one of my fondest memories going to see a movie was going to see the master with you in irvine mm. and i don't know about you but i took a huge edible mm -hmm. and in the middle of the movie, the edible kicked in, and then there's this part where Joaquin Phoenix grabs the pearls of a woman that he's being introduced <laughs> to. Yeah. And then I remember I started <laughs> we started laughing for like ten minutes, and then way after the scene was even done, uh -huh. and we just kept giggling and stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was it was good times. No, I mean that that is that is um, <laughs> actually one of my top favorite movies ever. Yeah. 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 The master. By the way, how is Orange County looking these days? <laughs> Orange County, oh brother. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Orange County is Orange County. It, um, you know, it's a socially conservative place. Yeah. But, but I, I don't know. Living in Orange County, I've you know lived there for a few years between LA and Orange County. But you, you come to um, appreciate uh, some aspects of it. Mostly the beach. <laughs> that's what I would yeah, say. Yeah, that. yeah. That's what keeps me there and sort of uh, keeps me sane and going. Cause yeah. you know, I'm a nature loving guy. Yeah, yeah. That was our old stomping ground. Good old orange. Yeah. Camp. I mean, that's where we went to high school. It's where we, you know, spent some time and, um, we met that whole crew of Italians. I mean, Persians. <laughs> 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 that's right. That's right. But yeah, Mo, thank you for doing this. This oh, was no, super awesome. Absolutely. Uh, also, fun. uh, Mo, 
Um, I wanted to ask you about something, but I forgot. <laughs> it was in my mind. When you're doing these things, you know, your mind gets full of like. Well, and, and I was just going to um, get back to the master since oh, you right, asked right, me about ahead. that. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you had a good experience watching it. So did I. But beyond that, it has um, stayed with me, that movie. You know, Paul Thomas Anderson's The Master. Yeah. Uh, um, few ye- when was it made? 2014, 15? Yeah, that's what Something I was thinking. Like that. For, you yeah. know, a few years ago. Um, it, it, it's such an epic movie in the sense that it, it, um, it, it was so powerful in terms of the story that it told, the way the story was told, and the acting by Joaquin Phoenix I mean you know who's you love him I, yeah, I love him too everybody absolutely yeah. Abs- I, I just n- um, beyond his um, acting abilities which are undoubted and doesn't take a master to um, acknowledge those yeah but um, I think his personal story which um, I don't know if uh, listeners are familiar with it but you know him him sort of growing up in a family as part of a sect mm-hmm. um and you know, having a lot of uh, trauma and tragedy with uh, with the loss of his brother, yeah. um, River Phoenix. It's it's interesting. You can obviously look it up. Um, the man has an interesting life story that really goes hand in hand with these troubled characters that he plays. That's yeah. why I think he can play him over and over again and still be so believable. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I remembered what I was going to ask you, or just mm-hmm. actually say something, and you could kick it off afterwards, but. Um, we here at Wild Seven are against censorship, of course, uh, and but we actually, you and I, we experience censorship in San Francisco. <laughs> Do you care to tell this story? Oh, brother! Okay, yeah, yeah. Wow, you got some gold mines. Sure, sure. San Francisco. So we took a trip to San Francisco, me and you, for. Um, we stayed at this hotel hostel. Yeah, we stayed at like a <laughs> yeah, like a hostel, but they were out of room, so they sent us to like a motel that was across from the hostel, which was actually kind of better because it was you know. Yeah. And we met like these group of uh, these these two Germans. Um, we're, I'm still friends with them on Facebook. Yeah, really nice yeah. kids. Yeah. I actually grew up in Germany, so you know that that, that was that was extra sweet for me. It was interesting people to meet. Meeting foreigners in other countries is always fun, but. Anyways, um, in this on the San Francisco trip, we uh, went to you know we were in, I think in Hayden Ashbury or around that area, the the whole hip area, and you know me and me and you were well we're young. You know, and just you know where? Oh, are you talking about the bar that we went to? Yeah, I think it was in like Mission. Oh, okay. it was like the bikery kind of weird hipster area. Yeah, but you know just being in San Francisco, you know uh, San Francisco is one of my favorite cities in the world, if not my favorite city. Yeah. you know being like oh you know, now we're in a place where we're accepted the way we are, and just just this and that, and then we go to this bar and um, we're just sitting there. I think we got a drink, and um, there was a jukebox or a music box. As, and and um and describe the environment of the bar and the patrons. Well, it, 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 I think the right word would be. Uh, douchey <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. so I got douchey vibes there because I don't know how do you describe douchey let me be specific so I don't know people are dressed extraordinarily sort of well in a disheveled manner you, you know right. like messy hair messy hair but perfectly messy <laughs> hair you know like got the stubble going yeah like yeah. A, a, a faded jacket from yeah. you know Marc yeah. Jacobs you know? Yeah. 600 bucks yeah. no big yeah. deal the girls got some tats on their arms yeah like, like, yeah. Like, yeah. it's just aesthetic aesthetic disarray or yeah. whatnot. anyway so that's the situation you know everything out of a movie set or something is you know when, when people take themselves too serious it becomes comical in my mind and I guess I was playing off that a bit and I went to the jukebox and decided, you know, the, they're playing like, you know, some some um, douchey, <laughs> chill music, you know, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. well, what do you listen to in these pretentious bars? Um, I don't know. And then um, I decided, hmm, what do I play? 
I saw they had the song mm, Bob by the Hansons. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, this would be the right song to sort of, um, uh, you know, get this place to loosen the fuck up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that was yeah, that's yeah. the idea. So I put in the money. I started playing the song. And as soon as I sat down and started playing, you know, I remember you started laughing and <laughs> and and I, I was smiling. Very and we're sitting at the bar. Like, we're sitting, and yeah, everybody, yeah. We, we are too, Mo is rather tall and I just look weird in general. And when we go to places, people do tend to look at us because we're too Middle Eastern, you know, like, mm -hmm. uh, but uh, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Um, no, and then um, the, the guy, the bartender just gave me this look, sort of a look. A grandmother would give you if you take you know two cookies instead of one i don't know and um you know he was irritated and people around us seemed irritated as well <laughs> and you know, 20 seconds into the song he just like pulled out his master um card or whatnot like his master uh, uh tablet the, the and master key the master <laughs> key and yeah just it skipped the song that i just had paid like uh, 75 cents for yeah, to yeah. play you know it wasn't the money but it was the principle um so that 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 um, that really, you know, I mean, sure, it's a good story now we tell yeah, because yeah. Um, if you, just, I, I, but but that that really um, bothered me, San Francisco. Didn't feel so good. Didn't feel good. Yeah, you know? yeah, they censored us. What can I say? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, and we didn't really fight it. We we didn't say to the guy like, "Hey, man, that's not right." We paid seventy five cents. We just sort of like, well, that was that was not nice of him. Yeah. You know? By the way, do you remember on that trip? There was a gentleman that worked, he, I guess he was the concierge of the hostel hotel, and he looked like kind of like Jeffrey Dahmer. And uh -huh. uh, he, one night, my friend Elnaz, whom you know, mm -hmm. came, uh, and we were like talking on the balcony, and then he came out and said, you guys can't be out here, which whatever, that's fine. And then the next day, they had a thing at this hostel where they had breakfast downstairs. And... You, you you were only allowed to make your breakfast and eat it downstairs. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. And you broke the rules. I did? Yeah. You oh, don't yeah, remember I, what I, happened? I, I like breaking No, the no, rules. well, this is what happened. I don't think you remember then. I thought you would remember. But what happened was I was upstairs, and you were going to bring these, like, sandwiches <laughs> upstairs for us to eat. Mm -hmm. And then the guy came up to you and said, hey, you can't do that. And then you're like, well, why not? And then he's like, well, what if every all of these other people did that? And then you just looked at him and you were like, I, I think it'll be okay. <laughs> and then you just walked upstairs. Yeah, I mean, look, rules and regulations, um, sometimes they're necessary. Sometimes they, you know, like I, I remember this guy didn't want us to take the food upstairs, but I think we we're leaving. And, you know, sometimes you just got to be like, no, this is, it'll, it'll be all right. I can take this bag of yeah. uh, the sandwich upstairs and nothing bad is going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ain't nobody going to spill. Relax, Jeffrey. Yeah. By the way, Jeffrey, <laughs> yeah. Um, how do you like? Uh, it's nice getting older, isn't it? Do you enjoy it? Like the wisdom and the chillness of it all. Yeah, the 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 heart paid for chillness. You know, I think it comes through experience. I guess when you experience enough life and and in a certain state of mind and 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 sort of you 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 see other people's lives. You, it humbles you yeah. and. But yeah, it brings a chillness to it. A more you're more you're not so like anxious about um, everything because you're like life is what it is, right. and you know that's that's what I'm gonna deal yeah, with. Yeah, Mac, this has all been. Mac is what I call Mo. He's my mm -hmm. best friend. We have nicknames, you know. We're cool <laughs> like that. But Mo, I would like Doctor Mo. I apologize, Doctor Mo. <laughs> this has been wonderful. This Surely. has been great. More importantly, this has been wonderful content, which is my only concern in life. <laughs> 
I would like you to leave us with a story, any story you like. If you want to take a few seconds to come up with mm -hmm. something that you would like to share with the listener, because we have a new segment that we're going to call Dr. Moe's Storytime. What do you think of that? <laughs> well, all right. You all did right. that? Okay. So I can throw out subjects. I can throw out. I have a story in mind. Go ahead. You said that I think I have a good story. I could. If you think it's good, I'm all yours. Okay. I give you the floor, my friend. Okay, I'll tell you this story. This is from a few years ago um, <clears throat> when I took a trip to Germany, so back back to where I grew up, and um, I just had finished my degree. I just had gotten my PhD, so you know it was a very happy, proud moment. Uh, it was a long way coming from you know uh, failing middle school <laughs> and to, to to getting your PhD. So I was very happy and proud. And as a reward to myself, I bought myself an upgrade from economy class to business class, uh -huh. right? So <clears throat> it was a joyous occasion, et cetera, et cetera, that was gonna go on. So I go to, um, I take a Lufthansa flight, you know, uh -huh. the German airline, and I'm having a great time, obviously, you know, like uh, luxurious living. It seems like, you know, having some champagne and, and, and you know, uh, just feeling good um, uh, um, as the flight goes on and as the hours go on, you know, I'm still enjoying myself on the flight and dozing in and out of sleep, right? Uh -huh. um, now, I see something is happening in the airplane. There's some commotion or something, but, you know, I'm in business class laying, relaxing, I don't concern myself. Yeah. Um, and I hear through the, uh, the, the, the FF system, what do they call it? The, the uh, PA system? The PA system, yeah. yeah they, they, they're calling for something, but I can't hear it correctly either, right? Right. Probably also because I'm half sleeping. And um, next, thing, next thing I know is... Um, I feel somebody grabbing my arm kind of like more sternly and uh, sort of trying to wake me up. And I just sort of wake up and uh, this, this person, this uh, stewardess or flight attendant says to me um, very seriously, she looks at me, says, uh, uh, the Dr. Rafi, we have a medical emergency on board and we're wondering whether you can assist us. Right. Uh -huh. And as soon as she said this, you know, my heart dropped, you know, yeah. I immediately sobered up and <laughs> I kind of understood the situation where what has happened. Um, so what had happened is that when I booked this flight, because I was so happy because getting my PhD in philosophy, uh -huh. that I had uh, 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 signed up for the ticket for Lufthansa's Doctor Rafi, right? right. So, <laughs> so so this this meant that uh, they saw me as Doctor Rafi. You know, I have a PhD in philosophy. They thought I'm a medical doctor, and here he, I'm in the situation. So I, I realized this quickly, and I look at her, and also very seriously look at her and say. I am a doctor of philosophy. And that's, that's all I had. That's all I had. And she just looked at me for a second and just, you know, without saying anything, just passed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a rather sobering and yeah. humbling moment. You, know? you should have you should have been like, uh, I'll, I'll be I'll be right there. And then just go talk to the guy about Nietzsche and stuff. Right, you know, right. While that, he's dying. Or, or maybe put a, put a book under his head. Yeah, show him Goethe and be like, this, <laughs> yeah. is, this is the sorrows of young Werther. But Dr. Mo. Thank you for visiting us. Uh, absolutely. Please come back. Yes. Please come back. Are you willing to come back again for Dr. Mo's story time? Some more stories, some more conversations. This was wonderful. Absolutely. I had a great time. Thank you for doing this, my friend. My pleasure. Listener friend, that was Dr. Mo. I introduce you to Dr. Mo. He is a great guy. Do you hear how his voice brought you comfort and joy and, and mm. relaxation? We have these amazing conversations on the phone, and I'm so happy that one of our conversations was able to get on the podcast. Here's to many more. 
Listener friend, we have some things available on the market. The Debbie and the Devil comic and art book is available on DebbieandTheDevil.com and you can get it through NasRed.com. Also, Mr. Red's Gruesome Stories, a new comic book series. The first story is called Blood for Squid Lady. It is a shocking chillerama. So, you can follow me on... Twitter at Mr. Nasred. Follow me on Instagram at Mr. Nasred. Email me at Nasredpod. Nah, that's the old one. I always use it's the ghetto one with Gmail. Email me at Nasred at Wild7Studios.com. That's legit. And also email April at April at Wild7Studios.com. And follow the Nightshade Collective at Nightshade Collective on Instagram. Dr. Mo Rafi, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for Is having there me. anywhere online the good people can follow you and find you? Um, you, you, yeah, it, um, I teach at UC Irvine, so pretty public profile. So, you know, name is Mohammed Rafi. You can surely find me. Um, sweet, yeah. By the way, the listener doesn't know this Dr. Mo is a bear, <laughs> he's a bear, it's his spirit animal, and I am a wolf. Thank you, listener friend, for listening. Merry Christmas. Shoot a movie, not a person. <laughs>